Welcome back to Season 2 of the Aware Podcast. In this global podcast, Nikki and Sarah, your hosts, chat to inspirational guests who have all had a breakthrough moment in either life, leadership or business. We share our adventures as we talk through the moments, courage, laughter and insight. A big thank you to all our listeners and we hope that you're going to enjoy Season 2 as much as you did Season 1. Don't forget rate, review, subscribe and share to keep us moving forward. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome. I'm Nikki Mackey, and this is Sarah Godfrey. Thought I'd do that first because we always forget who we are. Um, and we're so excited today to have Darcy uh, Loma joining us. We are incredibly excited because this is such an incredible woman that has had an impact in so many areas of her life. She's not only successful and you know involved in her career in the political arena, um, she's also an incredible mother of two, a business owner and a well-regarded and awarded, um, of which we're very jealous, <laughs> life and business coach. So we are so excited. So welcome, Darcy. Thank you. It's such an honor to be with you today. Darcy, just before we, we started, um, I was saying, particularly for us lot here in Australia, we we look upon the, the landscape of the political arena in America with such curiosity, we even have a show about it when you have your elections. Um, we really don't get the long, long process here in Australia. It's much easier, I think, process and quicker. Can you tell us what it's really like, A, as a woman working in the political arena in America, but the jobs you had and what you learned and observed about, I suppose, business, relationships, politics along the way? And then tell us how that ended up with Thoughtfully Fit, your... Um, trademarked program for how to be successful. Oh, I'd love to. I mean, it's insane. Politics here is being on the front lines. I've worked in uh, for presidential campaigns. I've done national advance. 
worked for a governor, a couple of governors, and then I ran our U.S. Senator's office for 12 years. And it's, it's insane anyway, being a woman specifically can present, I think, added challenges and different dynamics, especially with the misogyny and, and different viewpoints. So I learned a lot. And in particular, it served as the backdrop for my developing Thoughtfully Fit because A, when, so for instance, when I was hired to run our U.S. Senator's office, I was 29. I had never led a team before. I had never managed an office. I had never worked in the federal government. And I was hired and the person, that came down to two people, the person that did not get the job now reported to me. And he was in his late 50s and had wow. worked in wow. the government and the Senate <laughs> 10 years. Yeah, that did not go well. <laughs> and so, like, I just wanted to prove myself that I was the right hire. And that was not a very thoughtful approach. It, it backfired left and right, right? Oh, yeah. I wanted to prove myself. So I didn't say no. I said yes to everything that came under the sun. So I was overwhelmed. I was exhausted. Then I got pregnant. And that was insane. And then eight months later, I've got an eight-month-old and I get pregnant again. And so it really just served as the backdrop for... And what I found is when angry constituents would come in or lobbyists or we had when the Iraq war happened, we had a hundred protesters come and take over our office that was designed for like eight people. And when people did not handle themselves thoughtfully, they didn't get the results that they wanted. Mm, And when I did not handle myself thoughtfully. I didn't get the results I wanted. And that was the start of developing and researching this model. Wow. I'm thinking there are so many lessons to be learned about our own need to perform and to prove, particularly when we're young businesswomen. 29 is so young for a position like that. What do you think is probably the best moment around that time, the best wake-up call, and what was your worst moment? Because I think it's good to share when the you good go... good and the bad. Yeah, <laughs> that I could have redone perfectly at some stage. Oh, my gosh. I'm struggling to think of a good moment. I did a lot wrong. <laughs> That's oh, why I oh, you did a lot more good moments than you recall. <laughs> I would say one of the things, I mean, what I did not do well is I felt like I had to have all the answers and I was not very humble and I was not very vulnerable. I thought that was the right thing to do. So I was not vulnerable. If somebody asked me a question and I didn't know the answer, I I felt like ashamed instead of just saying, that's a great question. Let me see when, let me find out and get back to you. And instead I would just talk in circles and make stuff up and get embarrassed. And so that was one thing that I really did not do well. And then another was I was running the office and I had direct reports. And like, for instance, with the, with the gentleman who I got the job and he didn't in hindsight. Now, what I wish I had done is just said, Hey, I'll pretend to Stan. So Stan, this is kind of awkward. You wanted the job. I got it. You're here. I'm now, you know, your boss. Let's talk about how do you want this to go? And you obviously have a ton to offer. What would help you to really thrive in this role now, given that, you know, you, you didn't you didn't get what you wanted, but I really value you as a person and your expertise. 
nope, I didn't do that. Instead, I came in with all this bravado, like I got to prove that they made the right hire. And I'm like telling him that he needs to get his weekly reports in and accountability. And it was a recipe for him getting resentful and bitter towards me. And the, the relationship just deteriorating to the point where, I don't know if it was maybe two years in, the chief of staff from Washington, D.C. called and said, Darcy, I'm flying in on Friday and we're going to fire Stan. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awful. And that's what happens when we don't value people's knowledge and experience. We turn them into our enemy, really, instead of someone who could have assisted you, even taking some of the burden off you. Absolutely. And I think Sarah is so right. You know, we're so busy pretending I've got this, like... I am going to be the best leader ever. I'm going to rock this job. But imagine if you'd had that, as you said, hindsight's a great thing, but that time again to say, hey, Stan, let's get on this together. Who cares what my title is? Let's just work on this together. And Stan may have been enjoyed those last few years, but more importantly, you also would have just not been so exhausted and so overwhelmed at times. And he could have taught me a lot too. I could have learned a lot from him. Do you think it's a young woman reaction to being in a very male-dominated field? Is it is it that you know that you have to put your ultra male on, like you're going into boxing instead of going into create a a space of cohesion yes and I think on top of it you're right absolutely and on top of it it was a lack of confidence and so I felt like I had to overcompensate for that yeah yeah 100% and I think it's also as well you know when we get these jobs at young ages we think that we have to from day one have every skill necessary and we have to run but maybe sometimes I know my older self than my 29 year old self would say you know what it's okay to say I'm not as au fait in that area but I'd love to learn from you and as I said that would be my I'm always giving that advice to the younger versions of me you know hey just say actually I'm not quite sure yes And that is so clear to me now as the right strategy and the humility and the vulnerability that at the time, even if you had said that to me, I would have said, ah, no, no, no. (laughs) You don't know what you're talking about. That's correct. That's right. It's like my mother saying, you just wait until you have children and you'll understand. I'm like, oh, no, I'm never going to be like you. And and, and I'm called Joan, my mother's name, all the time, surprisingly. It's true. Oh, well. Let's talk about the tagline, I think I've got it here, what is sabotaging your success and how that works with being thoughtful? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think one thing, again, chatting a bit before this, the impact of COVID is that we've had to connect in different ways and we've had to understand mm. impact on our colleagues, on our teams and on ourselves and our families. So how has how does sabotaging or success fit with being thoughtful? When you're living your life and something happens, which inevitably, right, you get an email that of somebody who's criticizing you or somebody knocks on your door and says, hey, do you got a minute? And that was not cool that you said that in that meeting, whatever it is. We have a thought. Immediately, we have lots and lots and lots of thoughts. And our thoughts lead to our actions. 
And of course, then our actions determine what our results are. So somebody sends you a a critical email and your first thought is, what a jerk. The action then is oftentimes, right? I mean, depending on your personality, you reply or reply all in a snippy moment and hit send and you make the situation worse. (laughs) And so what's key is to slow it down. And in that moment to pause, don't react on autopilot, pause to think, is this thought serving me or sabotaging me? And it's human. It's normal. It's not that you're trying to not have sabotaging thoughts. We're human. We have negative sabotaging thoughts. But the key is don't act on that sabotaging thought. Put some space between whatever it is that just angered you or triggered you and your reaction so that you can create some new awareness and then act thoughtfully and respond thoughtfully instead of reacting on autopilot with this knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. Do you know what? That is so well articulated because it really is about we're all human and we all have that reaction. You know, the stop and pause. I mean, we talk about it and we've talked about it with one of our other guests as well previously around the managing that inner voice or managing that person as an intruder that you need to give space to and listen, but not let them take over. That gut feel that I'm going to respond right now, that's just an intruder. If it was someone standing across the other side of a desk, there's an obstacle. We need to put an obstacle in our brain to say, okay, see you, hear you, but I've got to find a place for that voice first before I react. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I I love to think about it. So thoughtfully fit is a metaphor for being physically fit, right? So if you want to be physically fit, you have to train and practice. It just just doesn't happen. And the same way, if you want to handle yourself thought, you you need to train and practice. And so that inner voice that you're talking about, I refer to it as your inner trash talk. And when you go to a football game, the other team, they're trash talking. You're going down. You don't know how to hit the ball. And you don't see the players on the field, like, giving it energy and trying to make them stop. You just see them getting really focused on where do they want to put their energy. They aren't trying to make it stop. So it's not about, like, toxic positivity. Like, don't think negative thoughts. Just be happy. Just be... No, I I love what you're saying. There's an intruder... Are you going to invite a man and let him sit down? Or are you going to set a boundary and say, nope? Do you find with your clients, particularly in the executive field, you know, we talk about this a fair bit about research about we're heavily into insight, introspection and extrospection. Do you find that the hardest thing is to teach insight? So when you get a C-suiter in and you're trying to do that and say, put the pause button on, create space to look back at that thought and think about the connection or why you're having it all. Or an alternative thought. How hard is it, do you think, or do you find, to create thoughtful people? Yeah, right. I mean, that's the number one thing that others and thoughtful people have in common is self-awareness. That's what's critical to being able to self-manage and be aware, like, oh, I'm feeling attacked right now. I'm at risk of having my default reaction. If I'm attacked, I attack back. If I'm attacked, I stonewall and shut down. If I'm attacked, I cry, whatever it might be. And so it's probably one of the reasons, and I think you both can probably appreciate this, why I love coaching in particular, whether it's life coaching, leadership coaching, executive coaching, because it is like a way, it's like to supercharge 
helping somebody create awareness. So I go to seminars and conferences and get degrees and certifications and read books and listen to podcasts and all of that, which is great. You're taking in information, but it's not always the most effective way to raise your own awareness. Whereas with the coaching, my clients come in and they say, oh, Darcy, I did not handle myself well last night. Let me tell you what happened. And in the moment of the coaching, we can discover and explore and create new awareness on what happened. What was it that created the moment that you went on and listened to that sabotaging thought and you let that inner trash talk take over? That's one of the reasons I love coaching is because it's in real time helps you to be able to create new awareness with your clients. We would, as you said, 100% on the same page. You know, it's why we put together AWARE because it was about taking those moments, taking the theory and jumping it off the page and saying, you know what? We all mess up. We all go, oh, if only. But it's about how do you reinforce it? How do you reflect back on that moment? It's like when you do a presentation and you go, yeah, I nailed that bit. How do you reflect on that and make that your new first reaction? And that's just going through the process of helping people go, oh yeah, you're right. There was such an easy way to get around that. And that conversation and we're the same, that coaching side is that look on people's faces when the penny drops and you go, oh yeah, that's awesome. I love that look. Like I want to bottle that look. (laughs) Yes, I love it too. And that's the one thing with coaching, you know, the client's the expert in their own life. And so it's really fun to help them create, and I love aware. I mean, oh my gosh, what you guys put out in the world is so fascinating. And it helps them to create that aha moment, like, oh, that's where it went and took a left turn. And they can then have ownership over what their part was that contributed to that. And and sitting in the spaces of saying, I I may do it again, but this time I'll know why. So, you know, the idea is I think some people think when you've done some coaching um, and I'm a psychologist by training, so definitely in the therapeutic Mm -hmm. sense, I think once you've had the epiphany moment of awareness, that that means you're never going to do it again. And I think it's so important for us to continue to say, of course, you're going to do it again because it's a learnt skill. But this time you'll know why you're doing it. You won't sit there perplexed going, why did I react that way? You'll go, ah, I know why I reacted that way. So now I can mend it. I can come back in and go, look, I was feeling X, Y, and Z, and that's why I came across that way. I need to own that. Let's start the conversation again. So it's always about, we can't be perfect, but we can be knowledgeable about why we do what we do. Beautifully said. (laughs) Gorgeous. Um, What about... Uh, what's what's after thoughtfully fit because I'm listening to you and thinking of all the knowledge and adventures you've had so thoughtfully fit is the base of your life and business coaching model have you got you know the your next thing are you are you now planning your next um, model well so thoughtfully fit is very rich it's got six practices that align with the six hurdles that get in the way of being high performing and then it has a core and three steps at the core so it's a very rich intense deep model so we have the we, the thoughtfully fit book was published this summer and we're working on the second book the companion workbook that will give people a chance to be able to go deeper so they can create more awareness and make the 
concepts and the strategies that are outlined to being high performing and to clearing those hurdles give you the chance to do some exercises and some training and practicing in order to try to strengthen that mental muscle so that it can become more automatic. Just like, I mean, the Olympics are going on and you think about how many times those athletes practice and train over and over and over again. So when something happens, some, I mean, I think about Michael Phelps. Remember, his coach would make him train in the pool without his goggles on. And so he'd have to like get a feel and know exactly how many strokes to get to the other side. So then in his race, in his when his goggles fell off, he was able to still keep going and he won. He won without goggles. So to me, that's where that's where we're going next is we're going to be creating that. And we also have a Thoughtfully Fit gym that we're going to be launching this year oh, where people can go and work out their mind, kind of like Peloton oh, for the I mind. Love that idea. Yeah, that's a great. And I think it was lending back to the physical and the mental. It was interesting. It's like, you know, this year in Australia, Ash Barty, an Australian that won the Australian Open in tennis. You know, when you looked at her support crew 10 years ago, it was all around around the physical agility. Now there's a mental health and a mindset mindset coach because it is all about the balance and how they connect together. And just as much as we train our body, it's about training our mind. I mean, you're inherently, for some people, changing their natural ingrained behavioral response. So it's really working on that. And I love that connection. And, you know, when you mentioned about the gym, it's such a perfect, you know, that whole concept of we're a whole unit and we need to build levels within that and strategies. I don't think anyone's actually done a brain gym. Like actually yeah, I think it's created a mental a great brain. Idea. Not that we know of. That's fantastic. Yeah, we're super yeah. excited. I'd love to have you back on actually and talk about what yeah. that looks like 100%. and how it rolled out. I would love that. Where do people get your book? If, if we wanted to buy your book, which we will, yeah. where, do, where do people get it? So you can get it anywhere on um, Amazon.com and Audible and Barnes & Noble, all of the... I I'm not sure how what all of the in Australia, but I'm guessing you have probably all of yeah. those. You can order it online or Absolutely. listen to it by audio if if you prefer. Is it you talking, or is there someone else talking? No. So the publisher decided to have a professional, and she did a fabulous job. I was a little nervous, a little nervous, but phenomenal. <laughs> words i'm just thinking how hard would that be to hand that over for someone else to you know emphasize the yes yes it was really hard and yet harper is such a phenomenal publisher i just said i trust whatever your decision is i don't even i'm not even gonna second guess it of course privately at home i was like oh it was it was perfect because what I've since learned is that's not easy to do to be able a to have the right studio and then the pacing and the tone and all of that. So yeah, I was yeah. really pleased. No, that's fantastic. You know, it has been so amazing mm. to to talk with you, and I'm sure also you know you've got two daughters as well, and for them to see and. I know we've got our mum persona, but also for them to just take the gems from you of how it's always about that continual path of learning Mm. and the value of a coach to really help you and remind you in that reinforcement. So I'm sure they must be 
incredibly proud of you as well. They are. They're fabulous, sassy teenagers. Yeah, well, we've be, got them too. We've got them too. <laughs> <laughs> well, not mine are a bit older now. Yeah. They're, they're actually adults now and, and wonderful. But as, as we end this session, what's the takeaway you want? People listening to you and listening to this lovely young girl who came headstrong into the political arena was I think like in a tumble dryer learning how to mm-hmm. uh, cope and manage that and came out with a real awakening about yeah. creating mental space. What's the takeaway you'd like our listeners to think about after listening to you today? Yeah. I mean, from that perspective, that awareness is key to be able to create change and to be intentional and, and thoughtful in how we're living our lives. I think one of the things I'd say is to really... At the core of the model, I'll, I'll just share this as a, as a takeaway. At the core of the model, just like if you're physically fit and you have a strong core, every movement's easier and you're less likely to get injured. The core of thoughtfully fit are three simple steps. So no matter what the hurdle is, the obstacle, the challenge that's in your way, you pause and then think and then act. And the takeaway, if if your listeners and your super fans immediately when they leave here can look for opportunities to, you know, somebody cuts in front of you in line. And instead of, you know, that first sabotaging thought is, what a jerk. And, and you just want to give them a dirty look and, and pause and think and ask yourself some questions. Huh, how do I want to show up right now? Do I really want to be angry about something so minor? And then act yeah. based on that new awareness and then wash, rinse, repeat, right? So you keep doing that. So just like you're not going to get a strong core with 20 sit-ups once a month in the same way, you aren't going to develop a strong, thoughtfully fit core without practicing multiple times a day. That's yeah, so that's perfect. Yeah. My my kids laugh at me because when people cut me off or do those kinds of thing, I just shrug and they go, Why you know, they get all worked up and they go, Why why do you not care? And I say, Because I don't because I don't believe they're personally attacking me. That they looked at me and went, I'm gonna cut her that's off. Correct. They're in their own world, in their own moment, with their own stuff going on. So I don't take it personally and I think you're right. You have to pause and go, hang mm-hmm. on a minute. They're not deliberately attacking me. They're just being a jerk on the road or a jerk in the line because they're full of their own life and they can't see their impact. So I like that idea and I highly recommend that all our listeners jump into Thoughtfully Fit and have a look and I think it's a great way of learning something interesting. Thank you. And what a great perspective. And how awesome that you are role modeling that for your kids to see that you don't have to get all That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Darcy. It's been been a pleasure. Real pleasure, hasn't it? We're going to track you and follow you and make sure, uh, not stalk-wise, but follow what you're (laughs) up to. And (laughs) Uh, Again, listeners, go go and get the book. I I really like the idea of of teaching how to have space. Yeah. And I think that's a really important message that you've discovered along your journey in life. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's such a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to the Aware Podcast, and we really hope you enjoyed our guest insight and the little quiz at the end just for a bit of fun. Music for the Aware Podcast is by Tape Machine featuring LFA. The song title is This Is Who I Am. If you would like to be a guest or contact us regarding the Aware platform, please email awarearcgroup at gmail.com. That's awarearcgroup at gmail.com. We are Nikki Mackey and Sarah Godfrey. See you next time.